Hallelujah. God, I just praise you. I just ask for your touch right now. God, as we go into warfare today, as we talk about spiritual warfare today, God, I need your touch. I need your, I, I pray that you dispatched protecting angels around us, God, so we can get this word out the way and effectively as you want it to be done, God. And we praise you and we magnify your name. You are worthy of, to be praised, God. Worthy is your name. Worthy, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Praise God. Today, we're going to talk about weapons against evil. This is October month, so we're going to talk about today. I think a lot of times we talk about sin. We talk about this, but not very often do we talk about demons, principalities, and wickednesses and how to effectively uh, 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 weaponize ourselves against those things. Okay, so we're going to talk about that today. Before I get started, I want to say one thing. We forgot all the announcements. Today, Oasis is going to sneeze fairy see Miss, Miss uh Miss uh, Dolores for, for, for more information about that. Now, Acts 19 and 15. I'm going to jump right into it because i got a lot to say. So I'm probably going to talk a little fast, but hopefully not too fast. Because I want to slow down because I, I want Satan to hear every word I'm saying today. Because we're talking about warfare. Acts 19 and 15. And the evil spirit answered the Jews who were trying to cast him out and said, I know who Jesus is and I know who Paul is, but who are you? Now, that, that's, when you're, that's when you're not walking in the spirit. You're walking more in the flesh whenever you walk up to some, some demon and you try to cast a demon out, and he's like, who are you? You ain't got no power or authority over me because these people were not walking by the spirit. And, and, and I, the question I want to ask you, jump out of the gate, is do demons know who you are? The demons that are assigned to you. Are you fighting warfare with them or they don't even know your name because they're because they just controlling you or you by the spirit controlling them? we got to get to the place in, in, in warfare that we're taking authority over, over the powers and principalities and wickednesses in high places, and, and, and they are scared of us. They should be scared of us. But if we're never using the name of Jesus, if we're never praying, we're never reading God's word, we don't have any authority. God wants, we gotta, we got to do some things. we got to do something to the place where they are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I, I, my, my goal is for all demons in hell to say, oh, God, Pastor Doug just woke up. You know what I'm saying? I'm seriously. I want him to say, oh, he woke up. He's on a war path now. Amen. I want him to say, dear God, just, just, what can we do? I, we need, I need reinforcements because he's coming after us. Okay? So, so here we go. It's, so you, you may think, oh, I'm kind of uncomfortable with this thing. Listen, here's the problem with Christians today as a general. They're scared of demons. They're scared of Satan. But we forget 2,000-something years ago, he was bound and torment, he, he was, Satan, Satan was defeated on the cross. And he was, he's kind of like a, a gumless lion, as they say. He's got his legs tied up, his cat tied back here. He can't do nothing to us unless God, God says, hey, we, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to, to do this right here for, so, you know, for a reason, but I trust him. Or if we allow it ourselves. But Satan, and uh, Satan himself can walk in this church. And probably in most churches, half the church, most of the church would get up and run. But every born-again Christian by the blood of Jesus can stand up and say, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. And he'd have to flee. So why do we walk around in fear? So don't be fearful today when we're talking about demons and about principalities. Because I want you to know that if you're a born-again Christian in here today, you have power and authority over that. Okay? Two, two-thirds of Christ's three and a half years was all about spiritual warfare. Think about it. All the stuff that happened, all the, the diseases and, and, and the sickness and, and the, the demons he had to cast out and the things that came up against him, all that is warfare. 
Warfare is really a big, big deal in the eyes of Jesus. So let, let's read Ephesians 6, 11 through 13 in the Living Bible. It says, put on all God's armor so you may be able to withstand against the strategies of, and tricks of Satan. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons and without bodies, the evil rulers of this unseen world. Those mighty satanic beings are... And, and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world. We're fighting against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the world. So use every piece of God's armor so that you will, um, you will resist the enemy whenever it attacks. And when, you've, um, and when it's all over, you will be standing up. And the King James says, when you've done all to stand, stand. Amen. So I want to, talk, I want to take a quick look at the demonic lineup. First off, at the top of the lineup you have Satan. Lucifer, Slewfoot, okay? You had you the, you know, the devil himself. Okay, it's, um, Isaiah 14 and also uh, Ezekiel 38 lets us know that, that before Satan's fall, that he was an archangel. He was pretty high up. He was an archangel, and he was all over the music. So he, that's why Satan hates for us to worship. But that's why he loves music, and that's why he uses music to influence so many young adults and teenagers and even adults. You know, and music is captivating, you know, and, 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 and music is getting, he's, he's influencing it more and more. Now, you know, you can't hardly listen to a secular station um, that, that, that doesn't have something gross, vulgar, or what have you on it. Even, even the old country songs, you know, you used to be, there's a tear in my beer. Now, now it's talking about all kind of, all kind of vulgarities and stuff. And, and, and today, now that they sing a song that mom and dad think sounds good, but they don't know that the language and the lingo and the culture, they're talking about something totally different than what you think they're saying. So the enemy loves that. He loves music, and so he's using music to come against people. That's why he hates worship. He hates worship. So then you got demons. Okay, demons are, are, are evil spirits. And if you, if you really break that down and look all the way down through, through the definition of it, it says extensions, extensions of satanic desire. Satanic desire. That's why spiritual warfare a lot of times is attacked on our emotions and our desires. Depression, that's warfare. That, that, that is against our emotions and our desires. Those things are, are heavily involved um, with, with evil spirits. Then you have the next in that little group, and I could talk about each one. I can have a message on every one of my points today, but I'm, I'm going to com, com, combine it all into one. Then you got principalities. Okay, these are demonic spirits, I mean, spirits that are, are attached to a region or, or a geography area. Like there are certain spirits in Louisiana. There are certain spirits in Miami, Florida. There are certain spirits that are in New York or in, in California or, or, or in North Carolina. There's certain spirits... Here at New Hanover County, you know, fear is the one. We got the Cape Fear, right? We got a spirit of fear that's around here, and, and intimidation, and 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 uh, insecurity. There, there, there are spirits that are attached to different reason, regions. Also, we have a spirit of addiction in this county of, of, of a spirit of drugs, a spirit of alcohol. Those are spirits. It may not be, in, you know, um, so in another state, but they are here. So principalities, a lot of times, are are are, are geographically located, um, and then powers. This is a reference to the, the, the degree of authority in the demonic world. Thus, there's weaker demons, and then there's stronger demons, okay? Um, and they, they remain unified. Here's something that I've said even when I was a young youth pastor that I, just, I, that I want everybody to understand. <clears throat> Hell is unified. All demons, 
Everybody, all the imps, Satan himself, everybody is in one mind, one accord, kill Christians, destroy Christians, kill, steal, and destroy, break them down, pull them from Jesus, pull them from Christ, test their faith, test their, test their willpower, test everything about them. Do your best to get them to come down and separate their relationship with Christ so they can spend an eternity with me in hell. What the devil said. Every, that's everybody's focus. Boom. Okay? But the Christian world is not unified. We got our own agendas. Different churches have got their own agendas. Different denominations got their own agendas. And, and I'm here to tell you today, a, unif- a, a, a disunified church cannot stand against a unified hell. We have to unify. When, if you get, let's, let's go back to the Tower of Babel, right? At the Tower of Babel. They were building, a, building a, a tower all the way up to heaven. And God said, hey, they're in one mind and one accord, and there's nothing they can't accomplish. That's why he tore it down. And that's why they had different languages separated, because they were going to build that tower. And I don't understand why us as churches don't get that one scripture, that if we would just unify, get in one mind and one accord, and go forward, we, we can defeat every, every demon in hell, and we can defeat every, every, every hill that comes against us. We can charge every hill and take every one of them, because a divided church will never conquer a unified hell. Amen? Because, see, we, we, got, we got to get organized, and we got to get unified, and we got to get a direction. Like, just like, like here, we're, we're here in, in Kingdom Life, we're trying to get the direction, inspiring love, life, and relationships. We're trying to get everybody on that page to where we're unified in that. No matter where you're at, no matter if you're here or you're on vacation or wherever we're at, you are inspiring love, life, and relationships. So let's talk about a few weapons that we can use in order to overcome this right here. Number one, this is something that we talked about in this song. Speak the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. Mark 16, 17. Jesus said, in my name, you will have the power to cast out evil spirits. Proverbs 18 and 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. A righteous person can run into it and be saved. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore, God has given Jesus a name above every name. A name above every name. Sickness, Jesus. Cancer, Jesus. Suicide, Jesus. Fear, Jesus. Unforgiveness, Jesus. Divorce, Jesus. Addiction, Jesus. The name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee one day will bow. And every tongue one day confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And it really works. Sometimes you, when, when, you're, when you're praying, you need to say, Father, you hear me pray down here all the time, Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm not just saying that. That is a tactic of spiritual warfare. You're using a weapon. I'm saying in the name of Jesus because your name is above every name. So whenever I'm praying for somebody, I'm using the name of Jesus that is above everything that's wrong with them. So I'm, God, in the name of Jesus. We, I was at St. Louis, and I might have told this story one time a long time ago. It's when, 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 when Kevin was about 14 years old, 15 years old, and he weighed about 90, 90 pounds. He was little. <clears throat> I'm not saying you're big now, but, but I'm just saying he was, he, was, but he was 14, right? So we were in St. Louis, and we were on a subway, okay? And I had about 25 kids that we were down there for national teen talent. We had one na- teen talent. We were down there doing drama and stuff. So we're in the subway. We get there. It was jam-packed. It was late at night. And all of a sudden, I saw one of my leaders named George. He turned around. And there was a, a, a pane glass window there, and he put both hands on there and said, help me. I was like, oh, dear Jesus. Okay, okay. 
And so I said, if I go running down there right now, whatever's happening is going to escalate quick because they're going to see me coming. So I'm just trying to move kind of down there. And then, so then what was happening was this, there was this guy standing there, and he was high on crack cocaine. He was high as a kite. And he said, he told, he told George, he, he knew that George was weak. He could tell George was weak. And he said, listen, I, at the next exit, you go ahead and get ready because I'm going to pull you off of this, this, this subway right here. I'm going to take you outside. I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to take your money, and you're probably going to die because you've got heart problems. And uh, George was like, uh, uh, uh. Uh, and then little Kevin, and then, a little, then, then, then his friend named, named Bill, and he weighed about 80 pounds. They were standing right in front of him. Okay, so the, guy, the door was open, and he tried to get, he tried to, get to George, and, and, and Kevin and, and, and Bill kind of stood there trying to pull him back, and then the door shut. And he said, oh, okay, that's fine. The next stop, all three of you coming with me. That's it. And so by then, I'm getting up closer right up there where it's at. So I got there, right as a, and I just kind of stood there and just looked at him. The doors opened. We went outside. The guy stood. I was down here on the floor like this. He stood up, probably one step up, but he was about this tall over me. He was probably about 6'3". So we're sitting there, and I looked up there, and I said, sir, what's the problem? And all of a sudden, I looked back, and all my teenagers were around me. All my leaders were around me. He was standing right there, and he said, that guy called me a name and I said sir I know this guy very well I said I you must have mistaken there's a lot of loud noise on there and all the kind of stuff he said no he said that guy when he did that I stopped his hand I said don't do that and I was like oh shoot I shouldn't have done that probably <laughs> <laughs> the protective enemy came out man I was like I just stopped his hand I said don't do that he's like and he looked at me he said excuse me boy and I said listen here's what the thing man you just need to leave we ain't trying to cause no problem we're trying to get out of here so it's best for you just to probably go ahead and go, okay, is that okay? Just, just leave. I'm sorry. I apologize. I said, I said George, apologize. He said, I, I apologize, sir. I didn't, I didn't mean nothing. I didn't say nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry you misunderstood. He said, no, this ain't over. And then all of a sudden, I had a little out-of-body experience, and God showed me that he was going to take his left hand, cross over, hit me in my left eye, and my socket, in, in this, this little vision, my socket kind of popped out, and I fell back into the crowd. And at that point, Satan told me in my head, he said, you tell these kids and these adults that you love them all the time, that you would die for them. It's about time we find out if, find out if you really will or not. So then, then all of a sudden, <laughs> whoo, all of a sudden, man, now I'm ready to fight. I'm ready, I'm ready to protect my kids now. And so I looked at him. I said, sir, let me tell you something. And I put my finger right up to him. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you must leave. And as soon as I said that, he, he said, just like this right here. Then I was like, oh, oh, it's on now. You scared. You scared. I said, I don't think you heard me. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you must go now. Son, he pulled it, Kevin, he pulled his shirt off, and he took off running, fleeing. Why? Because little me, little tiny youth pastor, you know, 30 years old, had any kind of, no, because I used the name of Jesus against a spirit of, of, of drugs that was in him. And then after that, this big old six-foot-five cop about, Two, 300, 200, 325 pounds showed up. Hey, what's the problem here? I said, man, you, you could go home now. Just take a break. We don't need you now. I needed you about 20 minutes ago. I said, me and Jesus took care of it. But at the name of Jesus, what are some names of Jesus? Well, I got a whole message that, 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 about this right here. I'm just going to read it to you really quickly. When you're calling the name of Jesus, let me tell you what all you're calling. This is just some of them. Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Jehovah Rapha, Rapha, your healer. Jehovah Sabaoth, your divine warrior and Lord of hosts. Jehovah Nisi, the banner. Um, a banner that's over us. And it's not, it's not a, like, a, like a, a banner, like a sign. It's an ensign or a standard. He's our standard over us. 
Jehovah M. Kaddish, the Lord is, our, is holy or the Lord that sanctifies. Um, Jehovah Seniku, the, the Lord that is my righteousness. I'm standing right with God. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Shammah, which I love this one, the Lord that is always there. So when you say, in the name of Jesus, you're saying, in the name of Jesus, my provider, my healer, my warrior, my peace, my banner, my sanctifier, my righteousness, my shepherd, and my God that's always by me, you must leave. Amen. Number two, this right here is, should have been number one. It's not, they're not in no, no, no order. Number two, personal right choices and righteousness. In other words, just do the right thing and be a Christian. Just make good choices. How many times when you're a little kid, your, your mom or your dad or somebody said, hey, make right choices. You didn't know how powerful that was, did you? Make right choices. Righteousness means right standing with God, that you're in a right standing with God. Acts 19 and 15 this is the verse I used earlier. It says, and the evil spirit answered the Jews who were trying to cast him out and said, I know, um, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? 2 Corinthians 6 and 7. The weapon of righteousness is at your right hand and your left hand. Ephesians 6, 14. Put on the spiritual breastplate of righteousness to stand against the enemy. You know, whenever, whenever you got to make right choices. And, and sometimes I always say, whenever I was a young youth pastor, I would say, you know, hey, tell teenagers, you have to attack the devil before he attacks you. So sometimes you got to do stuff and, 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 and because the Bible says what? Flee temptation, right? Well, there was a, there was a, in the 1930s, there was a gangster. They called them gangsters back then, right? Um, back in the old days, you know, with the hats and that kind of stuff. John Dillinger, he was one of the most notorious criminals. He was on the number one list for wanted. He was the FBI most wanted. He was 31 years old. In 31 years old, he was shot down by the Chicago police in 1934. In his short life, he, he used to run the streets of Chicago. And, uh, and, his, and you, you may say, well, how did he get to that? Well, he, there were some memoirs by him and some, some things he talked to some people, and he talked to them, and he, he said, it was my personal choices that got me to do what I did. It was my personal choices. And he said, I never meant to turn out this way. That was never my plan. Come to find out what made him th that, to make a long story short, he said, Back whenever I was growing up as a kid on the farm, there was a, there was a farm down the road, and I went down there, and I stole a chicken. He said, then I stole another chicken. I stole another chicken. And then later on, after I did that, then, I, then after I stole the chicken, you know, and I got a little older, then I started stealing from the stores. And then I started robbing stores. And then I started robbing banks. And then I started um, fighting and shooting at people. Then I started killing people. And he, and he said, he says, if you had a teenager or a young adult that, 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 could, that you could help, what would you tell him? He said, never steal the first chicken. Now, that's just not just me saying that. That's somebody that was notorious number one on the FBI list for doing all kind of vile, evil things. And his advice is don't steal the first chicken. Because your small choices will get you from here all the way to where you don't want to be. Do you know that, 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 that most pedophiles started out by just looking at a little bit of pornography on, 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 on the Internet? It started right here. That where they started out just looking at pictures and this right here to the Internet, and then it went on and went on and went on to now. There's, that's, that's how a lot of pedophiles are progress. And you, all, you always hear that this drug is a gateway drug to this because you start with this and you end with this. That's what happens. Okay, number three. The next one. 
binding and loosing in prayer. Matthew 16 and 19. This is a spiritual warfare tactic. Whatever you bind in prayer on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose in prayer will be loosed in heaven. See, there's all kinds of things in heaven that are bound and that are loosed. And so whenever we bind them or loose them on earth, they're bound or loosed. So you have a, somebody has a key, and I say, hey, can you unlock that door? You were loosing that, uh, whatever's in that room to have the access to come out. But if I lock a door, then I'm binding or keeping in whatever's in that room that has to stay there. So I heard Tony Evans say one time, he said, uh, how did he put it? He said, never unlock a door that you bound up. Never never lose something that you bound up. It could be dangerous. Because once you bind something and then you want to go back and play with it, it'll bite you. So we got to be careful. So what, what, what is bound in heaven? Um, what is loosed in heaven? Loosed is health, peace, love, freedom, love, blessings, protection. What is bound in heaven? Sickness, disease, jealousy, fear, pride, and all the curse of sin and the law, and more. So when, you, when, you're, talk, when you're doing something, you, you, you can sit there and say, in the name of Jesus, we can use a double weapon here, one in each hand, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over you, Satan, and I bind your evil spirits from whatever. I take authority over you, and I bind the spirit of, 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 of uh of um, drugs, I bind the spirit of alcohol, I bind the spirit of lying, I bind the spirit of lust, I bind it in the name of Jesus. Now, and then you can say, I loose, and I loose the freedom of God. I loose the, I loose the, I loose the anointing. I loose the power to, to make good decisions. I loose, I loose the love. I loose forgiveness. So you bind, and then you forgive. Okay? Now, moving on, number four, the empty house principle. In Matthew chapter 12, 44, it's talking about the, the demons that was in the house. They cast the demons out. And then, and then he said, then, 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 then there was nothing else in the house still. He never really accepted Christ. He never replaced it with anything. And then what happens next? It says, demons sevenfold came back. Not just one demon, but seven demons came back to fill the house. So the empty house syndrome, what I mean by that? Whenever you overcome something and you 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 cast a demon out or you you overcome a sin you have to replace that with something because if you don't demons are going to come back and try to fill that void if you if you get satan out and you 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 god forgive me for my sins you you got an empty house but you have to replace it with jesus okay you, if, if you if you want to quit drinking or smoking or dip or whatever or having sex whatever whatever it is that you're doing if you if you if you do that then you got to replace that with something else so there's not a void there okay you know so so you have to replace it with a void that, that you can't leave a void when you re, rebuke something or you you cast out something or you overcome something if you quit s smoking weed or whatever you know then you have to replace it with Chewing gum or something, whatever it may be. But, but what I'm saying is that you have to find something, even if you have an addiction, there has to be something that you do to replace it, to fill it up. And obviously, number one, the number one thing you have to replace it with is Christ. Okay, you have to, Christ has to be the one to fill it. Love, forgiveness, hope, faith, all those things are the main thing that's filling it. But also, on a pure living level, you have to also sometimes find something else tangible to replace it, just so you're not wanting the same thing the law of substitution is a good way to put it don't pull the weeds without planting flowers okay you know the bible says be not conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind 
right? So what am I talking about? Well, if you're going to be transformed, you can't conform, so you've got to get out the confirmation in your mind of the world, but then you renew your mind. What are you doing? What's renewing? You're putting something back in what something used to be, right? So you're renewing your mind. You're, you're, you're replacing it. So you have to resist the devil, but you have to flee from temptation. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, you know, and, and he will flee. And then it tells us to flee from temptation. So, so it's, you, you can't, you want to flee temptation. So when things come your way that you know, when you're about to click on something you shouldn't, when you're about to do something um, with somebody that you shouldn't do, when you're, trying, you're about to say something you shouldn't say, when you're about to act the way, you need to just turn around and leave and explain later. During the Civil War, there was, there was uh, several generals that were involved in and there was a, a, a New Orleans had, was under, if you can come on up, there was New Orleans was under occupation. And the cotton was har- being harvested and sent to foreign markets. Um, but the New Orleans commander had requisitioned all of, the, all of the, the, uh, the wagons and all the horses. But the cotton could not be moved unless the Union commander released it. So there was a, a civil leader named MacArthur that stopped by the New Orleans commander office, and he came in and um, was sitting there, and the secretary of the general said, uh, you got two ladies out here to see you. MacArthur said, okay, Mr. General, you want me to leave? He said, no, I don't know these two ladies who they are, so I want you to stay in here for, for witness. These two ladies came in, and, and, and they, said, they said to him, sir, we need wagons and cottons for, our, for the docks. In return, here's $250,000 in gold certificates. And then she paused and she said, and if you need other, this is a true story, and if you need other inducements, this beautiful lady here, he, he said uh, up, up higher, it said that, that it was this un, unusually gorgeous woman walking in with this other lady. One lady was very was rich looking and very well put together, and there was an unusually beautiful, gorgeous woman. And she said, if you need any other inducements, this beautiful young lady that I have brought with me will be happy to supply you in whatever you may ask. She dropped the cart off at the desk and left. Immediately, MacArthur's like, okay, I'm going to see what he does about this. Okay, I'm going to see how he handles this. So he immediately went over to his secretary and said, I need you to dictate, dictate this to the President of the United States immediately. She said, okay, go. Here's what the letter said. To the President of the United States, my Commander-in-Chief, I have just been offered $250,000 by the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life. The trade-off is that they are asking me to betray, um, to betray y- your trust in me. Thus, I am depositing the money in the United States Treasury and request immediate, listen to this, immediate relief from this command post. Please assign me to a, man, a command post to another part of the country. These people, here's what he said, these people are getting too close to my price. So sometimes you need to flee the enemy. When you see a situation or you're about to be involved in a situation, sometimes you just got to turn and leave. You got to go. You can't stand around. You know what's about to happen? You just trouble? Just leave. Some, you know, just whatever it is. I don't care if it's simple as somebody gossiping. You're walking up on gossip. Okay, I'm going this way. I ain't going to be a part of that. Or if it's somebody about to get in trouble and do something illegal, you, you, I'm out. I'm not going to be a part. I, I, I got, that's temptation for me. If you're an alcoholic, don't go sit at the bar. If you've if, if you're, if you're, you know, if you, if you got problems with lust, don't get on the internet. If you got problems with lying, have somebody accountable every time you say something. 
If, you got, if, you, if you're all the time walking around in fear, then you need to have somebody with you that can help you and say, you know what, I need you to help me. This won't be fair. I want you to pray with me. I want you to be with me. Do what you can. But whenever it's time for, 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 for the sin to come, whether, whatever sin that is that you're about to do, if you, if, you, if you steal, have somebody go to the store with you and watch. Whatever, whatever it may be. But, but don't leave your spiritual house empty. Make the right decisions and the right things. Weapon number five, focusing on the blood of Jesus and claiming it when you pray. I should have got an amen right there for sure. Exodus, Exodus 12 and 13, referring to the Passover. He said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over to be no harm for you. Because the blood was applied there, they passed over it. And they, they were safe. Revelations 12 and 11. And they overcame through the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. You, when you plead the blood of Jesus, you ever heard somebody, some of the younger, younger people may not have, but you, just, you heard your mom or your granddaddy, somebody say, I plead the blood of Jesus. What they're doing is they're making a plea. They're making a claim on the, 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 the blood that was shed on Calvary. When God shed his blood, you know that song, and it reaches to the, high, the lowest valley, and it, and it goes to the highest mountain, and in the blood that gives me strength from day to day will never lose its power, Right? So therefore, we got to understand that blood is powerful. It's, it, that blood was enough, that shed blood was enough to s- save um, all the sinners in the world. Everybody. That's how powerful it was. That blood heals. That blood delivers. So somebody, when they get down and, and, and earnest, as my grandma would say, and they were really coming up against some, a spiritual warfare, she would say, I plead the blood of Jesus. If, you're, if you are, are in, in, in fear and you need, need, you need protection, you say, I plead the blood of Jesus. My mom, whenever I was a small kid, she was in, in the laundry room and she, she had a, a washing machine and a dryer and, and the, um, the washing machine, one of them was somebody came and fixed it and it was flipped. So you had a negative and a positive. She dropped up a, a, a sock, sock back behind it. She reached up and grabbed the, the washing machine negative and grabbed the, the, the dryer positive and it went through her. And she said, I couldn't turn. She, I was standing right behind her, and I was just talking to her. And she said, she said I, couldn't even, I couldn't even make a sound. She said, it was electricity was just flowing through me. And she said, I could feel, she said, I could feel life draining out of me. And she said, but all I could do was, was pray in my mind. Now, here we go. Remember, Satan cannot, he, he cannot read your mind. He don't know what's going on. But Jesus can Okay, so if you can't say it out loud, mama said, so in my mind, I said, I'll plead the blood of Jesus. She said, the third time I said, I'll plead the blood of Jesus, it threw her over there to the floor over there. She, her, her hands were cut and had little V's in her, her hands, and they were pouring blood. But the blood of Jesus, really quickly, I don't know what time it is, but, but I, 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 uh, I was in Amsterdam, and I told this story, I think, when we first started. I was in Amsterdam, and, and I didn't want to stay on a ship one night, and so I went out in Amsterdam. I think Amsterdam is hell on earth. It's just, it's just the most horrific place, and it's, it's, it's god-awful. So anyway, I went to a motel. I, did, I didn't know where motels were at. I just went and found one, so I went and stayed in one, and I did not know I can go to my back window. My bed's right here. There's a bed there and a bed there, and the door was over there, but you come right here, and it was a window. You look out that window, and, the, and it was a red light district, and when I say red light district, I'm not talking about somewhere you may think. I'm talking about as big as that window is. There's a window and a window and a window and a window all down that street, and they're just naked ladies standing there dancing, totally naked, right outside of my window. So all kind of lust and evilness is there. And then there's, then there's women that are the 14-year-old little girls selling their 14-year-old girls for sex. 
okay? It's evil. So I'm sitting there, and the guy, I, heard, I heard the door rattle. I, and, and, and it came in, and, and, and on, my, on, on, my, on my bed, I felt like a knee come on my bed. And I thought my buddy that was saying with me was trying to be funny. He was going to be like, hey, man, what you doing? And I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not in the mood for it. I'm trying to sleep. All of a sudden, it got right on top of me and fell on my chest. And I looked up, and I was like, what's going on? And then right at that time, it grabbed my throat. And so help me God, I, after this is over, I got up, walked around, talked, made phone calls. I was way, way awake. And it, it, it choked me, and this is how I sounded when I tried to talk. And I couldn't do it, and I realized it was a demon. I felt this, this evil, heavy presence on me. And all I could say was, I, I kept saying, stop, 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 stop. But then I realized what I was doing. And I, I, was living, I was living a lukewarm life. I ain't going to lie to you. I was living a lukewarm life. But I sat there, and that was on there. I said, God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I said, but in the, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. And boom, it came right off of me. And I said, in the name of Jesus, leave my room now. And it was gone. And I got up and put on my Christian music and just played it all night long. I didn't sleep for days after that. I didn't. I just didn't. But, but, but it's real. It really happened. Now, don't worry. Demons ain't going to come chase you down. I was in hell. Literal hell. It was bad. Demonic. Okay? And I didn't know that when I went there, but that's what had happened. But I pleaded the blood of Jesus. And I said, in the name of Jesus. Number six, praying back scriptures out loud. Psalms 107 and 20. God sent his word to them, and whenever they were, and they were healed from all their diseases. He sent his word to them, which Jesus was on earth. Now we have this, the word, and they were healed from all their diseases, from all their enemies. Proverbs 6, 21 and 22. Bind the word continually in your heart. Keep, keep it in your heart. Tie it around your neck, and, and, and uh, so it never leaves you. When you sleep... It will keep you safe. If you put the word in your heart and you sleep, you'll be safe and you won't have nightmares and stuff. And it, it will help you. And when you wake, it will talk with you. It will speak to you. So what kind of scriptures? Real quick, real quick. I got 10 real fast. I'm going to go through them quickly. Number one, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. God is not, you, you, you say this out loud. God, you do not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I will not be fearful. Romans 1.16, God, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I don't, I don't care if they talk about me. I don't care if they laugh at me. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is a power of God for salvation to everyone that believes. And hopefully somebody will hear me today. Isaiah 41.10, I will not be afraid, God, because you are with me. I will not be discouraged because you are my God. You will strengthen me and you will help me. I will help, I, you will hold me up with your victorious right hand. Philippians 4.13, God, you said that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. 1 John 5.14-15, this is the confidence that I have in coming to you, God, that anything I ask in your name, that you hear me. So I know you heard me. 1 Peter 5, 7, God, you said for me to cast my anxiety, my cares on you. So I cast my cares on you, God. I can't take this burden on my back no more. I give it to you. And, and Romans says, for I, for, Lord, you said that I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I can overcome this. And you also said in your word, Lord, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned. God, you said that you would work out all things for the good for those that loved you according to your purpose. I love you and I know I'm called, God. And Lord, you also said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, God. And Lord, I just pray right now that you help me overcome this situation and the enemy is defeated in Jesus' name. 
And the last one is simply endurance. And like I said, each one of these I could take a whole week. Endurance. Ephesians 6 and 13. And when you have done everything you know to do to remain standing, just keep standing. Just keep going. Don't give up. Just keep going. Romans 5, 4a. And endurance develops the strength of character. Did you know that? Endurance strengthens your character. James 1 and 3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So when your faith is tested, you're learning how to endure. Um, Hebrews 6 and 15. And because, because Abraham patiently endured, what, look, look, read that. He obtained the promise. Have you been promised something from God? Then endure. Endure, and you can obtain that promise. And lastly, Matthew 24 and 13. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. If we can make it to Jesus coming back, we're going to all be saved. We're going to go together, right? And if we leave this world before that and we endure to, the, to death, being a Christian, we're going to make it. Three other ones I don't even have time for right now that I hadn't even got any notes on them. Laying on of hands is another warfare tactic, weapon. Fasting is a warfare tactic. And obviously one that we don't even need to talk about today is prayer. You've got to be a prayer warrior. Those things, if you want to defeat the spiritual, the battles in your life, and you want to beat the warfare that's happening in your life, you have to do these things. Go back and watch the scripture on, on, on Facebook, comment, share, and, and take notes so you can know how to effectively uh, um, take authority over demons and, 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 and the principalities and the powers that are about. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, please? Thank you, Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, I just love you right now. And Satan, you are a liar. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I take authority over you and I plead the blood of Jesus over this church and over the people in this church for protection against the warfare. And God, you said in your word, the greater is he that's in me and us than he that's in the world. And we are, and we are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. So God, help us to be that. Help us to go and reach the lost at any cost. Give us favor where we go. Is there anybody here at all today that would say, Pastor Doug, I, I can't use that name because he's not my father. I'm not a Christian. I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm not saved, but I want to receive Christ right now. Anybody that want to receive Christ? Okay, who would say, Pastor Doug, I'm in warfare right now, and I, I'm going to use this today. Anybody going through a struggle right now, and you're like, amen, amen, hands, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take this home with you and use it today. Today, use it. And in closing, is there anybody that would say, Pastor Doug, I'm going to use it today, but I, 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 I want to, let's, let's use it together right now. Is there anybody that's battling something so heavy that you want to come down here to the front and just let me pray with you real fast and let's just go have a little warfare right now and believe that God's going to touch and then demons are going to scatter in Jesus' name. Does anybody want to come down now? If you want to come down right now, let's pray and believe that God is going to do what he said he would in his word.